What's up, y'all? Happy Friday. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. WWT Live, the Friday edition. We're going to be talking about Mickey James. We're going to be talking about MLW and so much more coming up next. T minus one minute. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Woo, y'all. Happy Friday. Yeah, I'm tired. Wow, those bags are enormous. Anyways, welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and I'm not alone. Booney, just dropping music all over the gram, etc. Yes. Here with us. How are you doing? Uh, the happiest Friday. I'm tired too. I am tired too. <laughs> that part. It's, it's so crazy because like I went to the gym, I did the whole shower thing, and then I had a little bit of work to finish up. Uh -huh. And I finally got to bed at like 11. And then my body's like, yeah, no, we don't feel like it. And then <laughs> next thing I know, it's 530, which is when I get up to go back to the gym. And mm -hmm. thankfully, I wasn't tired. But I'm like, I know I'm going to crash soon. And now I'm feeling the crash. So I you know, can't do it yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. We have things to do. Uh, yes. We also have uh, DJ Chuck in the building. TK Booney, what's the word? What up? Happy Not Friday to y'all. Not Friday. in these hot streets. Not in these hot streets. <laughs> Not in these hot streets. It's hot. And it is hot. Cedric with the wait, what shirt is that? Is that a wrestling shirt? Happy Esco Day for all that observe. Okay. For all the listeners of Magic 2, happy Nas Day. Ah, man, that's still got Nice. Hey, how, like, how do you have, like, are, is your shirt collection, like, almost like a woman's shoe collection? It's just over and above? That's a good question. Um, It just depends on the season. Depends on the season. I got I got a lot of shirts, got a lot of tanks, a lot of, a lot of outfits. It depends. All right. Well, we're here. It's Friday. Um, shout out to Dylan over in Aussie land. Let's get into it. What's our first? Okay. Well, let, let's go ahead and talk about my man, L.A. Knight, for a second. So it looks like WWE is just waiting to start his push. Um, a lot of fans were waiting and wanting it to happen, thinking it was going to happen for money in the bank. Uh, but it looks like it's just been put on hold for for his push after SummerSlam. So it looks like after the uh, August 5th SummerSlam is when they're going to be setting up L.A. Knight for his next push. Um, he's he, he was uh, set as a heel on SmackDown, but it's just like people are cheering so much. So I'm very curious to see. Like who the rivalry uh, rivalry is going to be with, and and what angle they're going to go with. So I'm excited about it. I'm just also nervous because I'm so excited about it. So that that's how I'm kind of feeling about it. What about y'all? I think I may have said this earlier this week. I know I said it to another friend of mine about LA Knight this this week. WWE's logic in pushing people is like an like an artist with an album. You know you have your album. You know you have your single you're set on. You start to push the single. The mm -hmm. single's doing, it's okay. 
but people are starting to gravitate towards this one album cut, and that's picking a more more momentum. The logical thing to do is forget the single I put out. Let me go push this song that the people are feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why WWE wants to keep fighting the current. The money's right there. The situation's right there. Like, you got a guy that's over. You can't pipe in the booze anymore in post-production, people. You can't do it anymore. He's over. Nobody believes that anymore. Give it, put the put the rocket ship on his back and let him do his thing. I don't know what the I honestly don't know what, what, what the issue is. I really don't at this point. You got a guy that's over, a guy that's connecting, the social media numbers are there, the the merch numbers are there. I don't know what it is, man. I'm um I don't know if somebody in creative is feelings are hurt because their plans are getting kiboshed to the left. I don't get it. What what what's the issue? You have someone that's over, like put the rocket ship on them, make things happen. <laughs> I mean Yeah, Nikki, we are. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. It's funny that you say that, Nikki. I guess that it's it's kind of sneaking up on us because yeah, we do talk about LA Night a lot. Um, which is, I guess, a good thing. It's a organic. Good show, uh, or a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to see where it goes. I, I'm still kind of stick to what I said a couple weeks ago, where I feel he deserves it. So don't, don't get me wrong with that. I just don't know if WWE will be able to turn it over to where he should be. If that makes okay. sense. No, that if makes sense. It, I, it, I just I, don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's just a matter of time. I I don't think... I don't think they're doing it wrong right now by not, like, just rushing it. Um, because fans can be very fickle. You know, if you give them what they want a little too soon sometimes, it just... I look at it in the same way of, like, television shows sometimes. Like, you know... Uh, sometimes when you're waiting for two characters to finally hit it off, be a couple, and like if you don't build enough tension, it just happens too easy, too soon. That it's just kind of like, ah, well, you're excited for a moment, and then it just dies down, um, just as fast as it rolls. So, I think LA Knight is more so if, if, if he wants to reach the level of longevity, which is what he's reaching for, I think it's just a matter of, of time. And sometimes just like the delays and setbacks, it's just part of the, the resistance training and the, uh, of the story of, of his story. That's going to just kind of show the payoff, just like Roman had a payoff. He didn't just go straight to this and bloodline stuff. He was hated and dealt with, mad resistance thank so you paul Heyman. dealing with resistance um on the outside with the universal resistance you know backstage with with creative and whatever there's there's usually to any big uh breakout story there's some type of resistance and setbacks they were having to deal with whether it was rock stone cold becky lynch Everybody had those delays and setbacks. And why Becky is so big is because it took so long. It took her the longest out of the four four horsewomen to get, you know, to that thing. And everyone was so excited, you know, because it it, it was just so much resistance and obstacles she had to overcome. So for L.A. Knight's story, right now it's exciting. But for longevity, it also needs to be inspiring. 
you know, something that just like whether you're a face or a heel is something inspiring. Like, yo, that came from I don't remember when it started, blah blah blah. New day is inspiring. Everyone was new day sucks, new day sucks, new day sucks, and just booing all the time. But they kept on saying new day rocks, new day rocks. They were like, sucks, 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 rocks in there. All of a sudden, rocks, 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 rocks. Oh, new day rocks. Uh, and it just came. <laughs> it just happened. I don't know. It just happened, but okay. Okay. <laughs> you we'll, you we'll, get we'll, what I'm saying, though. It's just like, what I'm saying is just like, you, Nikki was just saying about, we're talking about LA night a lot and how it's just creeping up. That's the point. New day creeped up on us that same way. We were just, a lot of people were like, what is this? And all of a sudden it's just more and more, you're starting to feel it. And then it catches on. And that's how is, a lot of great, I don't know. I don't know if that's for everybody. Cause when no. I think of new day, like, you know, I think what, people necessarily weren't liking because remember they had more of like a churchy theme when they yeah, first started. yeah yeah right. yeah you know uh, people weren't really liking that because you know it wasn't the typical churchy theme it was the black right. church from the south and right. you know a lot of people are not you know familiarized yeah. with that yeah i feel like true. once they kind of stripped that away um and then they be, uh, then the kids started buying into them that's when yeah. the adults started buying into them that so i think new day is a little bit different like i think of the extremes where I think New Day was a little bit more organic because they also became legitimate friends and brothers. Mm -hmm. And obviously the other extreme is Roman where like, you know, they just pushed him down our throats. But but then you also have somebody like Bianca Belair where people were just waiting for her to take like it, it her her ability was undeniable. Yeah. Right. So those are kind of like three different takes. And I think with L.A. Knight, I just don't like. I don't the WWE is very selective on who they will push right. to like to to the point that we like we don't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like this I, is what we're doing. It's like a few people. And I don't think LA Knight is that person. Um if it does happen organically, then yes, they'll like take that. But I also feel like depending on who the person is and depending who the creative is. They'll also like it might be actually growing and they just need a little bit more time. And then WWE will just like turn the tables. Oh, no, it doesn't yeah. work. It's like, but bro, we we're almost there. Like literally, we we're almost yeah. there. You know what? I think what, what I will that. say, though, what I will say, even going back to what you were saying about New Day, which I totally agree with. But I'm, you know, from my experience, what I was talking about what made me catch on to them and stuff is as an adult. So when we're talking about the kids and the youth and stuff like that, that's a generation that is different from where we are in our age right now, which means that we don't have the same bandwidth <laughs> of uh, that, that kids have um, mm -hmm. and, and college students and stuff like that. That's why they are fans of so much new music. But once we cross the ages of 30, our bandwidth is just like limited of just like the new stuff that we're taking in. So it's just like when I look at L.A. Night, it's like I could see it from what where we're looking at from from our perception and standpoint. But what's to say what the 15 year olds and 16 year olds are saying about L.A. Night behind the scenes that, you know, we ain't friends with all them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To know what they're thinking. So it's right. just like there's so many segments of the universe in the fan base you know 
that it's a matter of just catching those segments and everything. And I think like New Day had a way of like, okay, they were connecting to the kids in this way and they were connecting to the adults in a certain way. And, and, and that's how I see it. Just like kind of what you were explaining is like, I agree. And, but there's also another end of it too, that just never know because it's just new generations come new that like new eras and people want new type of, it's, it's interesting. Cause I've seen it happen in the cycles with music and the industry with that. And I think it's just kind of, it's all just kind of tied in together. I, the, the the issue is not just LA Knight. It's just the overall booking of the company. Stop trying mm. to tell people what they like and they don't like. Stop yeah, with the piped in booze. <laughs> like, let shit happen organically. I think that's yeah. the issue. I know the conversation's been LA Knight of late, but we can say thing, say anything about new about Daniel Bryant. We can say anything a lot about a lot of other, you know, yeah. wrestlers of the past. It's just stop insulting the fan base. Not everybody's a smart mark, and not everyone needs to be, but it's like. We know what we like, what we know what we dislike. You got to give people the freedom to, to either like or dislike a wrestler. Stop with the the piped in noise is, is corny. It's always been corny. It's always uh, been you have corny. Anything to say, uh, Cedric? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually do. I'm just I'm just letting y'all like go on with your with your points and stuff like that. I feel like I don't think this is an issue of creative versus the audience here. I think WWE knows exactly what it's doing. Good things happen to those that wait. And we see this with the social media numbers and things like that. They're actually leaning into LA Knight's push. So just like the people that were clamoring that wanted Cody to win night two, they're still riding the coat wagons on Cody. Nothing's changed. You're still buying the merch. Same things happen with LA Knight. If it doesn't happen today, you guys are still going to pay more money just to see him and clamor for him to be on your television. So it doesn't need to happen anytime soon because the money is going to keep coming in. We see that with the numbers. We saw that with the hit row segment. They just released a social media segment with all his different variations of. Yeah, this morning, they know exactly what they're doing and everybody's going to feed into those palms because it's going to, you're going to string them along long enough so they can keep spending more money on the likeness of this character. They're not going to give you what you want. That's how it works. Supply and demand. Super easy. I mean, I definitely agree, but I, I feel like WWE doesn't do that with everybody. But we'll see. I mean, like, like I said, it, I definitely think he's deserving. He's been, you know, before WWE, he was, he's been doing a lot of work with, with Impact and on the indie scene. So, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with that. But with that okay. being said, what do oh, we have next? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's being reported that there's hesitancy to bring in new talent to WWE due to a pending lawsuit from MLW. Um, it's reported that it's risking bad press. Uh, reportedly, is ris isn't risking the bad press of reaching out to AEW talent, especially after being accused of prime trying to poach talent directly from AEW. So is, is WWE in any hot water? And are we in jeopardy of seeing? People who had contracts coming up possibly jump ship just because they don't want to be seen as the, I guess, larger entity just taking everybody up. Th this MLW like we've talked about oh, the story for a while. This, yeah, uh, like MLW story. It, they this has been the thorn in the WWE side for months. I don't think I think they're frustrated that it's gone on this long. But then again, if you think about the history of how the WWE was built, this ain't nothing new. They Vince poached talent from the last days of the territories and built the company. This is how the company was built. It's just now business has to change, it looks like, because of the new ownership. If this was Vince, no one would have cared. 
But because you now have Endeavor in the mix and Ari in the mix, process has got to change. So I, I didn't I, – I, and it also – it wasn't just um, wrestlers we're talking about here, about venues as well, because that was the Madison Square Garden show. I think that's what started this whole thing, if I'm not mistaken, right? That WWE blocked MLW from having a uh, uh, an event at the Garden, which obviously that's one of their main places. But to inhibit another company from not having business there, that's an issue. You know, that's a problem. So we'll, I, I think this is going to be a trend of kind of a change in business. Like this is not the days of the old days of the territories and old days from people come from those. Oh, how business was done. You're in a more corporate structure now. So. I think this is definitely an indicator of corporate-wise where the business may be going. But I don't think they thought this lawsuit was going to go on as long as it did. It's been a thorn in their side. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, well, I kind of disagree with you with that, meaning that uh, I just started watching Succession. So for you guys who have watched it, it's a whole situation. But um, I, I don't even know if I want to call it poaching because is it, is it poaching or – is WWE or any other company going to this wrestler, seeing the value of the wrestler and saying, hey, I have more money for you. And now it's on it's it, it the onus is on the wrestler to decide whether to stay with the company or not. And if the company was treating them how they wanted to be treated, then they probably would stay with the company. Right. It, it's only poaching if they're still in their contract and they have approached people within their contract there. Th that has happened many times with, with, with the E a lot. Well, they well, may they not have publicized it, yeah. but it's happened. That, but it that's happens in issue. life, too. Right. It's not, no, like, no on the wrist for tampering in the world of wrestling. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's not even it everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, it happens in real It happens in real life. So maybe that's why, like, I get I get what you're saying with that. But on, on the flip side, yes, they're, they're under contract. But nobody's under contract for their entirety of their wrestling career. Oh, so, I agree with that. Yes, it might be illegal per se, but <laughs> I mean, you could take the NCAA and, you know, how colleges tap into high school students or even elementary school students to this point, where now it's legal because of the whole new restructure, but at one point it wasn't. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah you, there, that's where the law is on your side, where you can take them to court. Um, but I don't, I, I feel like whatever decision they make the bigger fish is going to just the, the bigger fish in order for them to continue swimming is just going to figure out another way to do business i'm always for anybody getting their money right and being treated better as, as an employee wherever they go that's never been an issue with me but we all know poaching happens on the low just don't mm -hmm. get caught it happens but you know the you know the 70s 80s of the territories was based off a of handshake agreements obviously that's not the case anymore and now we're in the corporate structure of wrestling but I want people, I want the, the boys and the girls and everybody in the back to get paid, period. But you know, you you gonna have to follow the rule books at certain points. And if you're not going to, don't get caught. That well, part. the bank will always take little bank at the end of the day. But what's interesting is nowadays you have kind of that moral compass loyalty factor. This makes me think of like Eric Young, who we just found out went back to impact. He was signed, went back to WWE for a minute, but he said he just couldn't work under Vince from a moral right. standpoint. So how many wrestlers are going to actually take that uh, in mind when they get poached and stuff like that and say, hey, like I, I can grab this type of money, but I'm, I'm more comfortable over here with my legacy and my career that way. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many other um, promotions now too. So it's not just WWE. So yeah. yeah. Smoker. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, Nikki. Um, Bo's is saying I think courts operate on a high, on a handshake deal, and he is pissed when talent leaves because they aren't under contract. I mean, we've had the discussion before about how can you get mad about someone being under contract with that company, but you still use them as independent contractors. Explain that one to me. Everybody, I think everybody here does some kind of independent contract work here. How does that work? Well, are you talking about for um, WWE or yeah. MLW? No, WWE. Well, they're independent contract. Like they're, they're. I understand why, but I don't agree. I've never agreed with well, it. Well, yeah, because, you know, I've been. There's there's this whole thing with like insurance and all this stuff, stuff that I'm like personally. Um, concerned concerned with because you know they're putting their bodies on the line right um however we're coming into this era now which i think is a good thing where well as far as i know none of the promotions have any of that type of stuff like benefits and all that stuff but we're coming in the era where being contractors and being i guess gig employees like gig workers you can make the money you want and then pay for all the other benefits which that's a choice um with wwe it's it's again it's kind of now now that you have different options it's kind of a choice like now do you given the fact that you have something like an AEW where the, the schedule is not as rigorous right and you have something like a WWE where the schedule is way more rigorous and you know it's a little bit more um strained on your identity and stuff like that do you choose WWE or do you choose AEW or do you choose you know go over to Japan or do you go over to like there's so many different options so I don't know. And then you don't know what the story is going to hold for you. You can go somewhere like Ty went to NXT and, you know, they actually made something that was kind of decent and could have went somewhere, but then they dropped her before it even went anywhere. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's WWE is like one of those situationships that you've been in and out of relationship for, for like 10 years. And you just kind of keep going back, but you don't know why, but then sometimes it makes sense. That's what it feels like sometimes. So. Good analogy. Those two Not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? You're laughing a little. <laughs> you laughing like a little too uh, hard. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. um, so Athena was discussing the possibility of main eventing Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. Uh, she said, between me and Willow, uh, for her uh, match with Willow Nightingale, between me and Willow, we're really, really wanting the main event spot. We don't know if we got it yet, but that's something that we both feel like we've earned and we deserve. And we have the fans behind us, and we're just very eager to show the world that we can do and show that women wrestling on a pedestal can deliver. Um, so it, it, it hasn't, I, I guess it still hasn't been announced yet, but that would be really cool if that happens. Um, I mean, that's happening this evening and we're going to have an after show for it tomorrow morning, just in case uh, you guys were wondering. Um, but is there anything that you're excited or what are you excited about for, um, Ring of Honor tonight? I mean, book it. That's going to be, that's going to be a banger without question. They're at the high, both of them are at the very highest of their game right now. Like I felt bad. I didn't know Athena was on this run until, was it the... Was it the Own Heart Classic that she was in the early early bracket? Please, someone correct me. 
And they said on commentary that she was on this this run as Ring of Honor champion. I'm like, I feel bad I didn't know. And of course, Willow has has really her star has arisen so much in the last year. So put them in that slot. You're gonna get a great match out of them. We may even get a good set set of couple matches out of them. So this is a no brainer. Book it. This is a no brainer. We're gonna get a good good match out of that without question. And maybe even not even just a match, but maybe you know a, a long rivalry. Let them go. Uh, are y'all gonna watch it? It's given, I mean, for me, no, because I have a list of stuff that I need to do, including some stuff I need to get to Santana. Um, but Chuck did give me a little, little tip that we won't say on air, but I will <laughs> keep up on all the things. Um, Dylan saying if Athena wants a uh, women's wrestling on a pedestal, then she's in the wrong company. Ooh. 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 Thoughts on that? Ooh, that was... okay. I, I mean, she's she's gone to she made her name in WWE. They had she had her time in AEW. I feel like she's getting her run more, her, her reps more in Ring of Honor. I don't know what else she could do at this point. Maybe she'll go back to those. Who knows? I mean, impact. I mean, we can all um well, we, we can all like impact as far as women's wrestling goes, has amazing storylines and it and it's the spectrum of storylines you can do like the wow storylines and what i mean by that is like you know wow in particular is very much um character and over the top and bright colors right. and impact has a few of that and then they also have a few more like you know everyday life storylines so um you know i think impact would be a great place for her but then there's i, I think impact does a really great job of maintaining their women's locker room, mean, right. ma meaning that they have enough women where they can do enough storylines, but they don't cash in everybody. And now we have a lot of people sitting in the locker room. So, you know, yeah. sitting um, behind behind the scenes, Nikki and Santana, correct me if I'm wrong with that. Um, but I mean, you, she's at the top though. Like, right. It's a catch. It's a catch 22. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it was Boza who said that. I think it was Boza who said that. I definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. But, you know, if you're at the top holding, holding the belt, then, you know, you make with it what you, what you will. At least she's getting a storyline. She did really well in NXT, which I think we discussed before, but. Right, absolutely. I think she just, it's just, she got hurt on the main roster and didn't get the run she deserved. That's, that's what it boiled down to. Yeah. Uh, Dylan saying ROH is better show than than, than AEW, AEW consistently. That's good to hear. Uh, so Bosa saying if, if Athena loses to Willow, do people see her back in AEW? What do you guys think? Hmm. I think you That's see her back. Question. In I think you have to feature just because she just won the Owen Hart. So I think um, I don't think you can lose without the possibility. And as far as the main eventing, it would make sense if they would want to strike while the iron's hot since she's fresh off the one heart tournament. Um, but they just announced Claudio versus Pac, and I'm pretty sure that might close the show with Pac just coming back for uh, Blood and Gus the other night. But if Willow were to win, that would actually be smart just because she would be able to feature that title on AEW programming a lot more and possibly get some New Japan crossover as well since she's the former inaugural right. strong champion. Have they decided on the official rules for ROH and AEW, meaning that if you're signed to ROH, like I know there's some crossover, but does that mean that you 
can can't be the champion at AEW. Like and it like it just yeah, that's I'm a like, great like question. Holding multiple belts. Yeah, we're holding multiple multiple belts and or I don't know if you remember mm. when AEW first first started and Thunder Rosa was signed to NWA at the time. Right. When first started and she couldn't like she could she couldn't say it, but it was pretty much clear that because of her contract with NWA, there's only so much so many things that she could do within AEW. And then when she when her contract with NWA was over, then you know a lot of things started happening with her, which also resulted in her becoming champion. So I wonder if that's the same um, lines with being signed to ROH versus being signed to AEW. Like, I wonder what the real difference is, because we do see a lot of crossover. But do, like, ROH people get, like, less money? Like, what does that all, like, look like? And, you know, we'll never know the answer. That's a great um, question. Anytime soon, but, you know, there that is. But definitely go and check out ROH tonight. And like I said, tomorrow at 10 a.m., we're going to have uh, after show talking all about that with the dynamite dolls. Um, what do we got next? Okay. Former impact knockouts champions. Uh, Mickey James will soon return to Europe for her revolution pro wrestling debut. Uh, Mickey James has officially been added to the promotions 11th anniversary show slated to take place on Saturday, August 26th at the copper box arena in London, England. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Congrats to Mickey James. I am definitely a Mickey James fan. Definitely. Didn't she announce? Wait, didn't she announce? And I love Mickey James, so this is not Me even a, a shade thing. Uh, but didn't she announce she was retiring like two years ago? Like, I thought so. I think. Yeah, like I think during the pandemic, either. Yeah, I thought so. I think it's supposed to be her last run coming up. This whatever, Maybe. I'm not complaining. She could retire, unretire. Nikki is always, I, you know, Nikki, I love me. Some Mickey Mickey. is always revered in the ring. She is an, a, a proven vet. She's made people better in the ring. Like that's someone in that pre, pre, pre women's evolution era that you you cannot forget and cannot deny. She, Healistic gaming say Lilo Rush does it all the time. <laughs> True. I kind of feel like um, announcing retirement for wrestling is kind of like almost and and no shade to the, these people. You 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 know, you're either on one side or the other. Um, the people on social media who announce that they're taking a break, it's like you could just, <laughs> you could just take a break. <laughs> no, no it's, it's 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 like rappers retiring. It just doesn't happen. It just it just doesn't happen. So I welcome any kind of Mickey James match. And I'm glad she, she's still going. Period. That's my that's my two cents on it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Nikki, uh, Mickey James for that. Um, but yeah, the, and then 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 on top of that, the fact that you're talking about overseas, you know, we had mm -hmm. WWE um, kind of making hints as far as possible WrestleMania overseas and more overseas stuff. AEW yep. going overseas. Like, mm -hmm. do you think that we're eventually going to see a split? Meaning that you know we have a lot of shows in the US, of course, all over mm -hmm. the US. But do you think we're gonna see either a split where we're gonna see there's more shows overseas or do you think there's, you know, they're gonna revamp the um, the NXT UK or a WWE UK spinoff. So there's a whole group of other superstars that are gonna travel certain parts of the world. Aren't they gonna be supposed to be doing like the NXT uh, Europe thing yeah. as well? I think mm -hmm. that still is like in the, game planning stages but no i think i think it's very plausible you're going to start seeing 
the bigger PLEs being held overseas and maybe just the smaller ones in the States on a, not on a go for it basis, but I can see them like piloting that for like a calendar year. Hey, what is the word? What is the first word in WWE guys? World. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't, I, that didn't register. I didn't know what I was thinking. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's Friday, y'all. It's Friday. Just don't. Oh, yeah. But no, to your point, they'd be crazy not to keep going overseas. I mean, look how, how big the PLEs have been. The fact is only they've only been overseas so many times. We can count on two hands the overseas times they've done pay-per-views. I mean, obviously the most famous is SummerSlam 92 at Wembley. I mean, like, and that's of course, you know, points of why AEW is trying to get their Wembley show in, like. Why would you not want to go overseas and, and tap into that fan base and let them? And like the thing, I mean, I make the musician comparison. We're spoiled in the States. We see everybody all the time. You know what I mean? But when you go overseas and they don't see you all the time, you get a bigger response. The love is there. The crowd is there. So, um, you know, I understand probably the production logistics of going overseas and shipping all that. It's got to be a nightmare. It's get the ring, the lights. I, and we're talking, we're talking mania, you know. Obviously, we know the production value is the highest it is during the year. So, but they'll make it work. They'll figure something out. It's it's gonna happen eventually. I think it's gonna get done. I don't know when, but it's gonna get done. London will, in particular, will get their WrestleMania or down the line. Yeah, there's definitely something that's that. You, remember, like how, for instance. Um, WWE got their app and then they shifted to Peacock and yes, it's different things as far as like live events versus, um, you know, how we watch uh, WWE events. But I feel like in the next five years, there's going to be a huge shift as far as, you know, how they do events, um, you know, what type of events, the live events versus, you know, the Smackdowns and the Raws. And I feel like NXT, I don't know if they're going to change the name, which I think they're really trying to progress for it to be a legitimate third show, which it has been. But I feel like once they finally kind of figure out a name to settle on, that that's what's that's another thing that's going to change as well. So, um, yeah, I think WWE is in a great place from, you know, those, you know, the dark years, which was a couple of years ago. So, you know, we'll see what happens. One of the points that I want to bring in terms of opening up the worldwide market Remember, their TV deals are about to be up in a second here. Mm -hmm. Do you think the TV aspect of they may not go with a domestic partnership? They may want to branch out and make it a worldwide partnership with another company. Maybe even I know Fox actually has affiliates around the world, and so does NBC. Like, Could their, their, their thoughts of being more of a worldwide entity media-wise impact their, their future media deals? You know, maybe we'll be a streaming situation instead of a broadcast situation. Hmm. I, I just thought about that as we're talking about that out loud, but as something to consider. Were you going to say something, Cedric? No, I'm just pondering. So what wasn't like, wasn't there like, uh, like inklings of like them discussing it with Disney? There was in before the Endeavor deal became a thing. Um, they eventually passed on it. But, you know, we're seeing, you know, the only thing that's keeping live TV alive is sports. And pro wrestling falls in that category, I believe. And reality shows. 
yeah unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> but you know what like it's those it's things that make it an event that keep live tele but mostly sports sports keeps live television alive so and now you see these streamers getting into live television you know live broadcasts particularly sports so I, it's just something i just thought about just randomly randomly off the top of my head but it may be a negotiation outlook for their next tv deal I don't know what that number is going to look like, given you know the budgets of how things are changing, especially in entertainment right now. But um, I think this next round of negotiations for everybody is going to be very, very interesting. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, new reports that Melzer that was said with Don. Are we saying Dom drew that, or did the judge yeah, like we we talked, we were talking about I, that I on saw Wednesday. A video of, uh, Dom actually got fans. I don't know if you guys saw this. That there's, I think, in Comic Con, maybe it might be San Diego right now. But there was a kid yeah. dressed up like Dom that approached Steph Rollins and challenged him. What I did yes. not see that. That's dope. I got to check that out. I'll, 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 but you know what? Let Let's give credit where credit is due. This is not just all Dominic Mysterio here. <laughs> this is Rhea Ripley too. Because the combination of those two together, that's what may help make that character. Dom yeah. gets the props for, for doing what he's done and done the great things he's done in the ring and really excelled. And we talked about this on Cedric and we talked about this on Wednesday, how he's excelled. And I think the booking made sense, but let's mm -hmm. not get it twisted. Part of their per personality and why he's taking off as a character is because of the dynamic team, him and Rhea Ripley. We don't get here without him trying to beat up Rey Mysterio at every holiday. And I'm still want the Easter beat every back. holiday. <laughs> he was coming to his crib every time. It was like, they did what he did Halloween. They did Thanksgiving. Didn't when Christmas is when he got yeah, arrested, right? Yeah. We're not here without those segments. They merely right. made it work, and Rhea Ripley was a part of it. Yeah. So she she's she's part of that victory, I believe, too. Yeah, and definitely, I, I guess you guys did touch on it on on Wednesday, but whoever uh, was the creative behind that that kind of storyline in the arc, because remember when he first came, he's like you know kind of. Not necessarily getting his feet wet as far as skills, but, you know, WWE is a different beast with all the cameras and all the things and all that stuff. So, you know, whoever is the creative behind that storyline did a really great job. Yeah, um, so definitely. Shout out to them. definitely. Um, Dylan saying Rhea said on social media yesterday what her and Dom uh, do. <laughs> she rubbed some feathers with that. Oh, geez. <laughs> Got everybody talking when she did that. Oh, oh, she God. she was she was messing with everybody, man. But you know what? As any good heel should do on social media. Good job, Rhea. There it is. Uh, what do we got next? Let's see. Um, so Josiah Williams has released a new album under the Russell and Flow banner with multiple references to professional wrestling and an interlude recorded by Xavier Woods. So, uh, Josiah Williams has performed theme songs for several wrestlers across AEW, w, uh, WWE, and Impact Wrestling, including most recently crafting a new theme song for Trinity. Uh, Josiah has released the album titled Never Settle. The album features all kinds of wrestling references, and the song that Xavier Woods is on is actually an interlude on the fifth track titled The Interlude of Positivity. 
I thought that was gangster. So I love yeah. the, the the name of that track. I'm gonna go look that up to check it out. Um, but in the track, it, 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 he's basically you know providing words of encouragement, telling listeners that the journey is all about the journey itself, and you know moving forward. And listeners can succeed as long as they believe in what they achieve. So he says, "Do the work, and you will succeed." So make sure to check out that album. We and still we still need him playing bass on the record though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he might might get a couple bass licks in there. And also something to look forward to. He's actually redoing our song for Women's Wrestling Talk. So look out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, World exclusive. Hey, Hold breaking on. Breaking Wait, a minute. Wait a minute. That's gonna be dropping from this point. Well, not this point. Let's say from August to the end of the year that like I know for sure is happening. And then there's some stuff that like if we can get it, like that that's saying. a world exclusive right there, TK. Yeah. You're gonna drop a bomb on us like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's I heard the first draft, it's it's mm. fire, it's 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 a whole situation. It's, cool. it's gonna be good. So shout out to him for that. Nice. Uh I'm, I'm not gonna skip over it. I don't have exactly to Dylan. Like, it's the first draft. I can't show you anything, but I just felt like it was apropos to the story, so just you know, just say. You could put some bars in the chat. You could like, right? Right. What? Like Hold a now. weekly win or something? A weekly win. <laughs> He's gonna drop that bomb and walk away. Like you gotta give oh, him wow. something. Hey, isn't corporate job? Isn't man, Josiah all elite? Didn't he go to AW for a spell? Maybe for a spell, but I think he's independent now. Okay. But, um, yeah, the, I was actually talking to Nikki about that. Like, there's like me and the operations manager Kazuza. We're just trying to like for the behind the scenes. There's just so much to send out to everybody that it's just crazy. So that is one of the one of the things we're gonna send out. But you know, you heard it here first too. Let's go. We're, we're yeah, one of the dopest things I saw Josiah do was his takeover. Uh, his takeover verse with Adam Cole. I watch that thing like all the time. So I, I would hope he can get back to WWE because he was a critical part of so many uh, superstar themes, including Cameron Grimes, which I know they've dumbed down a few times just because he's not mm -hmm. with the company anymore. But he was put, putting out really good theme music for a lot of different superstars during his time. I, I don't necessarily think he should be with just WWE. Like, I feel like he can be um, a great contractor to different places the the depending on the person's vibe so not like not everybody at wwe is it's gonna relate and cross over because in the behind the scenes when i did speak to him about women's wrestling talk and what you know the brand and how we started and you know all the little nuances that's when he really got he's like all right cool i got it you know what i'm saying so you know i could have told him you know my I, I could have made up some stuff like, oh, you know, living in the igloos in Canada. Like he wouldn't have gotten that. Like you, you don't know about that life. So it's just kind of like um, I could definitely see if there's a way where he could be a contractor to like the UFC and AEW and WWE where certain people who really resonate with him and vice versa, he can come in and do it. But just being locked down to WWE, I think it's almost doing his talent a disservice. I mean, so it wouldn't be a shout out. It wouldn't be a stretch. Half half they damn staff is contracted. <laughs> Why not the music? <laughs> well, contracted. So see, WWE contracted is a little bit different than everybody else's contract, which I I'm sure everybody knows. It's kind of like if you're contracted to WWE, you still can't 
you can't go nowhere. Whereas Yo, if your contract to the AEW, you can still go to other promotions. It's like sometimes their agreements, man. Like, look, let's. I'm a fan of both companies. I love both companies, but I'm also good from a business standpoint. Sometimes the WWE's contracts are like the girl that you're seeing on the side that you know you Not haven't agreed upon. Reference. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't you haven't made it official. You haven't made it official, and you're still doing your thing with other people, but they're mad when you go on another date the next night. Like, commit or don't commit. Like. Give them wow. the full benefit of the job or not. That's all I'm saying. That's Cedric all I'm saying. Like, Cedric's like, I don't know about that life. Booney's like, I am married. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, that decade. We, we did this on Monday. Life. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Way past the life. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree, Bobby, and Impact, too. I mean, well, obviously, he, he did Trinity's song. She's at Impact. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Something you want to tell us, admit to, you know, Dylan? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. No, I, just make a lot of, life. I just make a lot of comparisons and not a, a lot of analogies in you my just daily got conversation. Points. You just got some I do. Like, reference, what, yeah, I got talk, reference points. <laughs> that's just how I talk, man. And I, I'm, that's that's how, how I make comparisons. Nothing personal like that going on in my life. That I promise you guys. All transparency. All right. I mean, you don't. I'm just I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it Monday night raw. I'm keeping it Monday night raw with y'all, man. It's all Again, I'm an analogy man too. I love analogies too. We we've just had two uh rela <laughs> relationship <laughs> situationship. Um, oh yeah, can we can, can we talk about that as well? Because someone just brought it up in the chat. It was yes, Santana did. Yeah, uh, announced. What was it about an hour ago that was announced? SummerSlam's gonna be Oscar Charlotte. And um, Bianca, Bianca. Mm -hmm. triple threat. Thoughts yeah. on that? My thoughts? Yeah, I'm just. Well, I've, uh, been, I've been. Yeah, I'm, they made a fish about an hour ago. Oh, uh, I'm, ex I'm excited about it. Uh, Nikki and I will be at SummerSlam, so I'm really excited about hey, that. Hey. It's gonna be, um, you know, I'm really hoping we're gonna get some more opportunities. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, go. I feel like we're in a really good position. I, I don't know if I said this on Monday. I don't know. I don't know. My days blend together. But I was watching the, the China documentary on AEW and just like, obviously, like seeing the era that she was in and where women came from and now seeing like, so like, we've only had a few women repeat as far as interviews. And we've done 300 plus interviews for Women's Wrestling Talk. And the fact that we can do that, like, is insane. Like, I don't right. think we could have done that 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we have so many, like, up-and-coming wrestlers. We have wrestlers who's been in the game for a while. And then, like, all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but they've been in the game and now they get signed somewhere. You have wrestlers who are, like, been established. You have wrestlers like Mickey, D Mickey James and and Trish, who's been in the game, now they're like, well, Mickey hasn't retired, so we'll clear that up. But like Trish, who's left and come back, like right. there's just so many. It's just so amazing to see. And then we're also getting into the variety of different types of women, which is awesome. And, yeah. you know, absolutely. I, I know we're not talking about her, but like if there was like this way where in life we can pull from the past and put them now I would love to see what like ch where China would have been in all of this. Oh, like it man. would have been amazing. 
Um, so yeah. that would have been like my Absolutely. fantasy. Yeah. I don't know if it would be a booking per se, but that would be my my fantasy. If I can create an alternate universe, that's what I would want to see. That's so, one of the biggest um, what ifs in wrestling history to me. Like her in this era, and you're talking about the, the A and E documentary, how mm -hmm. she was trained under Killer Kowalski. Like, oh man, she would have some classics in this era. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, uh, as far as the match, I'm really excited about it because, <clears throat> hands down, I think Bianca is the greatest, uh, honestly. And so I've been waiting to see her and Charlotte go head to head. And and you know I I want to see them just them two, but Triple Threat Oscar is a great addition to that. So I just know it's going to be a stellar match. I'm just excited to see Bianca keep on rising up because I've been waiting for her, I, as I said before, to to start even doing promos with Charlotte because I knew that was going to just start bringing even more greatness out of her that was already in there. So I'm just. I'm excited to keep seeing Bianca's rise to what I know she already is. Mm -hmm. So, and that Man. is the G O A T up in this bitch. And that's all I got to say. We already know how this is going to be the pessimist here because I'm, I'm, I'm not here for this. I'm not here for the triple threat because I'm tired of them. Give an Oscar these mid ass title reigns. I'm, I'm, yeah, this whole, 100%. uh, title reign of Oscar. She's been the third wheel. They've been doing promos for Charlotte, 100%. promos for Bianca, and she's just there. And she's the fucking champion. <laughs> like, we're not even paying attention to Oscar. We got her uh, getting fake cashed in on with EO. We know EO is ordained yeah. cashing on somebody. I hope it's I hope it's Rhea. I'm, if anything, if you really want to elevate EO, EO cashing on Rhea because well, but what are we doing with Oscar? Ever since she came back to Royal Rumble, Debut yeah. the comic. She's supposed to be more dark, more cynical, more yeah. of a badass. They've done none of that. She's the exact same person with blue and white face paint, and it's not fair. Yo, it's just no, not it's fair. Not. Now, Nikki, Nikki not dropped some very interesting stats into the chat about Charlotte uh, being six and zero at SummerSlam. So that says a very, that says a lot to me right mm. there. That shows me that Charlotte mm -hmm. might go over. Maybe EO cashes in on Charlotte, but we're doing a complete disservice to Oscar yet again, and it has 100%. to stop. Hundred percent. I love that, yeah. and I actually like the new like she's looking like Auntie from like the Auntie side of the, the Yakuza and coming out with the whole like get up. Like I I dig the new Oscar presentation, but you're right, she's always gotten a short end of the stick. And to your point, and to to Nikki's point, we already know how this match is gonna 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 play out. Charlotte's gonna win, and it's gonna set up Bianca chasing her. I hate to say it, but we know this is how it's going. It's going to go down. I just hey, so they want to push Charlotte back in a pedestal as she dropped the Belteria at Mania. We all know that's how it's going to play out, and Oscar's going to get the short end of the stick of another short title reign again. Unfortunately, I'm uh, with you, Cedric, on that one. Dylan uh, dropped something interesting about the we know the Street Profits met with Bobby last week. If Bianca was somehow tying to that with this persona that she's kind of injuring, which that mm -hmm. would be interesting. Yes, but the, the only problem I have with that is we finally brought Bobby back, but then it's like. What are we doing with Cedric and Shelton? They just yeah, they just over here being feeders to like everybody on Monday Night Raw. Uh, breaking news, Dylan. Uh, Dylan is saying PW Insiders reporting Big E was seen walking into SD in Orlando, and you are correct, uh, Bosa, that he does live in that area. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. My just yeah. hey, visiting <laughs> friends. I can't. Yeah. Speaking of Biggie, if y'all haven't watched the uh, the WWE Weakest Link on Peacock this week, it's actually a very good episode. Oh, I gotta catch that. I love that game show. Oh, that's the one that has uh uh the wrestlers on that that one. Yeah, it has Bianca, oh, yeah. Seth, uh, Becky, the New Day, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah the I'm checking that out. I'm gonna check that out. The sure. one from the early 2000s was a classic, so I'm sure that one um, is no short of a funny one. Um, with that being said, let's we have time for one more story. Who we got? Let's see. Yo, I'm here for this. So, like, it's been reported that the new T-shirt, Better Than You, Baby, featuring MJF and Adam Cole, and has been one of the best sellers in the last few weeks. It's sold more than any other shirt in AEW this year of 2023, which speaks to the volume of not only MJF, who many have been critical of his title reign as far as defenses, but him just being an actual showman, actually mm-hmm. being a carrier audience. And I think, right. I think it's selling for a few reasons, one of them being just the design itself. But also just the the segments and character work we're getting with them on television. So it's really good programming if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. This oddball couple that's actually begin being a tag team. They actually won a tag team match with a double clothesline. It's just great content. So I'm happy to see that. I, I mean everything but that dance segment. I don't know what happened with with, with that whole thing, but <laughs> but the showman. Yeah, the show me it just came out of nowhere. I was like, where did this dance break come from? But all right, we'll take it. But you know what? Like the they've been severely entertaining, overly entertaining. Max calling in on on Cole's twitches, the the segments in the back. Like all I could think about is okay. The only thing I could think about, I know I'm not trying to be obviously the negative, but when the swerve comes, it's gonna set up. I think this is Cole's. In on we're gonna get this rivalry and it's gonna be Cole's reign as a champion. I think this is how MJF's gonna drop the belt. I don't think Cole or MJF. I think I think MJF's gonna drop the world title to Adam Cole before this is all said and done. I don't think we're gonna get the CM Punk lineup since he's all busy doing collision. Of course, they're still trying to smooth out things in the locker room as they go on, but I think that's the game plan. If that's the game plan, I'm with it. I think that's gonna they have make a great team now. And it's going to be even better rivalry come, you know, four or five months from now, depending on. I just hope we get more mileage out of it. I hope it's longer than when Jericho and MJF trying to be buddy, buddy, which were entertainment segments in itself, but not as good as this. So would you have them take the tag team titles off FTR? Hell or no. Is that, is that too much? Too much. Too much. Too much. I think I think it produced more hits if they did it. I think really more more segments if you do it. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I'm 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 excited to see. Like, I think it was no, it was definitely in LA where um MG, MGF was it last year? He essentially like cussed everybody off and oh, yeah. left for a while. Mm-hmm. Um it takes a lot to be a heel because I feel like in order to get to and and there's 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 some exceptions, but in order to get to a WWE or an AEW, it's considerably there's a considerable amount of networking, and people have to like you because other people are going to vouch for you when you're not in the room. So right. with that being said, I feel like behind the scenes he might be like a super dope guy, but he can turn it on and actually make people like hate him to like the tenth degree, which is like an amazing thing to be able to do. Absolutely. So like definitely shout out to him. 
some of the best hills and the nicest guy, nicest people we find out. There it is. Because you're, just, uh, you're no, basically no. just acting out what you would never really do in real life. That's it. That's really it. Great point. Isn't that most people? I feel like there's very few people who are like to the point they are just like to the core beyond nice. And I feel like the majority of people are kind of in the middle. Like you'll have the ones who are nice, but in their mind, they're literally like stabbing you with a pencil. Or you have the people who are like nice. But they're like, uh, I really just don't want to be here. So um, I think everybody has their like uh, their Easter moments where they go through off a whole tangent in their mind. <laughs> there it is. Uh, before we get out of here, Santana, our editor in chief, breaking some news. Athena and Willow will be in the double main, main event, event for ROH tonight. So definitely she congratulations to well them. Deserved. Drop that off the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> So um, if you are not following our social media, definitely you should follow our, all our social media on, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those things. Um, shout out to Nikki, Santana, and Katrina who are helping running the, run those accounts. But um, yeah, like all the news you can, you can use as far as women's wrestling, definitely check all of that out. Uh, before we get out of here on this Friday, uh, Mr. Mayfield, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bonnie Mayfield. You can also find me on YouTube. I just released a new music video today called Mile High Salute, Be a Boss hey. Remix. So uh, I spent the past three weeks busting my ass editing the whole thing. So, you know, I appreciate anybody going and taking the time to check it out. If not, all good. I'm going to keep on grinding anyway. But uh, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Nah, it's not all good. Go support the homie. <laughs> I'm finding the right audiences. It's all good. Like okay, I'm plugging it, but if you don't check it out, I don't take it personal. I'm gonna find the right. Oh my gosh! Audience. Nah, man, go support the homie. If you don't big it up, I'll big it up. Go support the homie. Thank you. Um, <laughs> DJ Chuck, where can everybody find you? Yo, you can find me on Instagram at the old soul HFP. Check out my group on the Flow Production. Check out our music videos. Check out our album, The Black Odyssey, and all that good stuff. And Cedric, where can everybody find you? Said says like the letters on the screen right there in the bird app, and I'll be threatened. You can find me at said is the answer there. Same as Instagram. You can check out my articles on dailyddt.com. Check out my journalism work on HCTV on YouTube as well. Uh, the bird app. Are we still threading? I don't even know. I'll be um, oh, and uh, never experience, seen. not experience. What am I talking about? Energizer, Duracell. Yes. Sponsored. Yes. <laughs> Do we got yeah. an Energizer bunny clip in the bag? We need to keep going. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so, like I said, definitely check out our uh, SmackDown after show tonight. Um, we also have our OH, ROH post show tomorrow. Um, so we have a lot of things going. Check out all our social media. There was something else I was going to say, but I totally forgot. So if I remember, I might tweet it. Other than that, you can follow us uh, everywhere. At, um, you can follow me everywhere at TK Trinidad. Definitely follow all our social media at www.talkpod.com. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Ciao, y'all. Hey, peeps. TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. 
But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.